0: The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers
1: Radio. 630 Chair. Saucered back to the point for Clefball. Six and
2: a half to go on the hockey game, minute 15. Here's Neil, turns. Fire! Save! Rebound! Score! Neal's got
1: two. does it. James Neal in his second game as an Edmonton Oilers scores two, both on the power play. That was the game winner. A riveting game of Rogers Place. The Oilers take it 6-5 over Todd McClellan and the Los Angeles Kings to move to 2-0 on the young season. My goodness, quite a thriller. Back and forth they went as the Oilers for the second game in a row were in a tie after two periods and fell behind in the third period and are able to get the win. This time they fell behind (laughs) against Vancouver. It was once. Multiple times tonight they keep fighting back and ultimately pull it out. We are live in Studio 99. Thanks a lot for joining us. Oilers Hockey presented by World of Spas. This is Overtime Open Line presented by Hartland Ford along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Well, man, there is a lot to talk about in this game. A A wild game. Certainly some mistakes by both teams along the way. Certainly some offensive players showcasing their abilities, but Let's start with the guy who was acquired this summer, James Neal, and he was acquired with the hope that he would score goals exactly like the two he got tonight.
3: Well, he, he took a position on the power play, something that they had hoped that Milan Lucic would do the last couple of years. And it didn't work out with Milan on the power play simply because he, he, he never went to the right spots. He wouldn't stand in front of the net. Uh, and when it came to puck retrieval, he seemed to be a step behind. Neil came in and whether it's due to illness to chase on or this was the thought process all along, but he got to play on the first play power play unit and he was very good, uh, very good at puck retrieval, very good at getting pucks into the right spot offensively. Uh, and when the pucks went to the big boys, Nugent Hopkins, or McDavid, he went to the front of the net. And the one thing that he has is very quick hands and we saw that a couple times then in both of his goals. He quickly jumped to the spot where the puck was, and there was no hesitation, there was no thought. It was get the puck on net as quick as he could. So uh, I thought he had a very good, game. I mean, he made a big mistake at the end of the game, not throwing it on the empty net and then taking the penalty when he got frustrated. But up until then, he was physical when he had to. He plays with a little bit of nastiness, and that's the one thing we've seen throughout his career. He's got a little bit of grit to his game. He certainly has the hands around the net. And huge game for him, huge game for the power play tonight. And they got, because of their power play, they scored the the two goals and got the two points.
1: The Oilers go two for five on the power play. The Kings go one for five. Now a few of those were abbreviated because there was that section of the third period where they went back and forth with the man advantages. But the Oilers had to kill kill, kill off 45.2 seconds left. That's when Neil went to the box. The Kings already had quick pulled, so they, so they had a six-on-four skater advantage. I thought the Oilers did a pretty good job. There was the one chance that hopped over the L.A. player's stick, but, but Smith made a good save in tight. And Mike Smith, I mean, it happened tonight. We knew it was going to happen eventually. It happened twice tonight. He loses the puck, and it basically leads to wide-open net goals for the L.A. Kings. But it's funny. Wayne Gretzky was on the face-off show, and he says Mike Smith gives the team energy because he's roaming around, he's moving the puck and I I still thought even though tonight he had a tough first period, I I still thought he did enough to give the Oilers some energy
3: well he was better than the goalie in the opposite end and that's what you want to start every game you want your goaltender to be at least one shot better than the other guy and he was Uh, there were some miscues there's, there's always going to be more miscues when a new goaltender that plays like he does comes to a new team because you start to guess where he, he wants you to be. And I know that they, Bob and Jack have talked about the fact that they have a lot of conversations at the end of practice trying to explain what they, where he needs and where he wants and what he's going to do with the puck but until you see every situation come game time, you're never gonna fully understand what he's completely talking about. Uh, The first one that he gave away today, he came out and moved the puck into an area. Now those get picked off occasionally, and he was still in good shape, except at that point Nurse had gone to the wrong spot. He guessed wrong where, he, where Smith was going to put it. And now all of a sudden Smith's defensive man is wide open, wide open net for Brown. The second one was just Smith not realizing where everybody was on the ice. He got caught behind the net. Um, it, was it a great night for Smith? No. Would he probably like a, a redo on some of it? Yes. But again, he was a little bit better than the guy on the other end. And when your goaltender is the better goaltender, you usually win hockey games.
1: So the Oilers take it 6-5. My goodness, Rob.
3: I know what the this Japanese means, Japanese yeah.
1: Village goal light on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Whenever the Oilers score five or more, go print up a coupon for a free appetizer. Japanese Village, triple A steak and succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your census. There it is. Game two of the year. We didn't have to wait very long.
3: No, we did not. Okay, and well, the way that uh, the, the McDavid line was flying around today, I don't know if we're gonna have to wait that long till the next one either.
1: Well, how the Oilers depth players do this year will be an ongoing story. Mm-hmm. It could be very critical to them making the playoffs or not making the playoffs. After the second period, we said still looking for a little bit more, but when you're when you're in that role, you obviously don't get as much ice time as most guys on the team, and you won't get as many chances. Mm-hmm. So you've got to find a way to make an impact. Well, first of all, one of the goals, let's start with the four-on-four four play. Nygaard and Haas, they're always going to be linked because they both came over from Europe in the summer, and it's Haas assisting on the Nygaard goal. At that time, it made it 4-4.
3: Well, that was a set play, and that's probably something they talked about as they were coming onto the ice. Uh, Haas allowed... Carter to win the face-off and then just beat him to the puck. The one thing that we've heard about Haas is very quick. And you know what? You're going against a guy who's bigger, stronger than you are in a face-off. You're not going to help muscle him. So what, what is your strength? Quickness. I'll let him win it. He's going to win it to an, an area that there's nobody at. And then I'm going to beat him to the puck. And at that point, he's just yelling, ni- telling Nygaard, when I get to the puck, I'm throwing it. Just get in front. And it was a nice play by Nygaard. Again, that wasn't an easy goal to score. It was kind of a handcuffed play on his back end that he's got to get around the goaltender. That was a huge goal at that time, too, because the power plays are going, going back and forth. Uh, the the LA Kings it, it, it got the lead you're thinking okay where's this game going and they, a, a couple of guys who hadn't noticed a whole lot in the first 40 minutes come through in a big moment because you don't usually see that's dry settle McDavid time or Nugent Hopkins somebody else time but they had their opportunity and they took advantage
1: well with Nygaard's first initial goal we'll give him the fourth star of the game for White Eagle Homes built from the homeowner's perspective with thousands of personalization options visit White Eagle Homes Homes.ca. The three stars tonight, Kopitar third, McDavid second, and Neal with the two goals is the first start tonight. And then speaking of guys who tonight were in a depth role, and this guy might get some chances to, to play a little more, Tomash Yurcho, first game of the season, wasn't able to go on Wednesday. He winds up with the assist on Darnell Nurse's goal that tied it at five.
3: It was a nice play by Darnell jumping up and getting the puck on net. But that goal was made by Yurcho. Uh He turns the defenseman, I think it was number three, Matt Roy, yeah, inside had the out. out goal as well. Yeah, Matt, so it was a tough night for Matt Roy. But he turns him inside out and then makes a perfect pass. So, again, you don't get as many opportunities when you are a depth player to make something happen. So when you get your opportunity, tonight he only played eight and a half minutes. But at the end of the night, his box scores, he has an assist on a, on a huge goal. He's plus one. That gets you another game. That gets you a chance possibly moving up in the lineup. So another depth player coming through at a very important time.
1: So the Oilers win it 6-5 tonight. We've really only, I think, touched on some of the storylines. Well, we should mention this one, and this is not a good one. Two games into the season for the Oilers, they've taken three too many men on the ice penalties.
3: Well, yeah, too many men on the penalty, there's there's a lot of different people that are involved in, in, in culprits. The guy coming off, not coming off fast enough. The guy going on cheating. Now, it, it, they all cheat, but you've got to understand where the puck is and where it's going. And the third play is the guy that moves the puck over there. This one was Parison. The puck comes to him, and he knows guys are changing because he's looking that way. So when that's happening, you do not throw the puck towards the bench. Ever. If you've got nowhere to go, throw it down the ice. Because when you throw it at your bench, you're getting yourself into trouble. So uh, uh, that one was an easy one for the referee to call, as were the other two, as guys were scrambling to get off the ice. And that's something uh, possibly new coaches, um, new line mates, not being able to read each other as quickly as you should. But that's something they're going to want to get out of their game very, very quickly. The Vancouver Canucks and LA Kings are not world-beating teams yet. Uh, The Vancouver's in a rebuild and LA, they're just going to be bad this year. But when you start playing close games against good teams and you give them free power plays, is going to cost you in the end. So that's something they're going to have to certainly look at and get out of their hockey game.
1: So the Oilers squeak it out 6-5 your final. Here's their head coach Dave Tippett, courtesy GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com A
4: lot going on there Dave. Baby. Just <laughs> your thoughts overall on the night? That
5: was a fun game wasn't it? Uh, love that we won. Love that we got the points. Uh, A lot of mistakes to clean up, and there's some of them are obvious ones. that It's easy to clean up, and other ones we just got to continue to work on. So, uh, love that we didn't quit in the game. We, uh, you know, Schmidty had a couple of fumbles there early. I I love the way our guys were talking on the bench. Hey, we got to let's grab this for him. Uh, I thought the first three goals, all goals, were all really preventable on our part, but uh, they capitalized on them. But I like the fact that we kept coming in the third. I thought Nygaard's goal was a big goal for us. It's nice to see some guys, you know, down the lineup chipping in with some points. So we'll take the win and move on. Did you consider taking Smitty out after the first period with the two mistakes and then the? Third? No, I've got a history with him. He's a battler. You know, maybe if it would have went kept going south, but we were still in the game at three-two. I am going to let him battle through that one. And Neil at the end of the game there, where he's trying for his third goal, then takes a penalty, and he says it was a pretty dumb. That probably that was one of those mistakes I'm just talking about that you can clean. So we go from a three-on-one with an empty net to a, taking a penalty in the last minute. That like talk about making it hard on yourself. So those are those are ones that you can clean up though. I mean those are those are mistakes you clean up and uh, take the win and move on. First son's game. Uh, solid. First game, nothing nothing great, nothing bad. I thought he was. He got back to pucks all right. He made good, simple little plays. Nothing uh, nothing real dramatic either way. Just got through the game. Dave, how important do you think it would be for Neil to, to make a meaningful contribution earlier before some games go by and the pressure might start to build? Well, I think it, I think it's important for Nealer, just like it's important for any new player. They want to feel like they fit in on the group. And uh, Nehler, he's a vocal guy. I love the way he is on the bench. We've kind of got a quiet team. He's got some juice out there, you know. So he's, he's always engaged in the game and uh, always talking. And it's good to see him. Like, it's one thing to talk, but it's another thing to go out there and back it up. And he's, uh, he's come in right from the start of camp. He's been good. So it's good to see him get rewarded with goals. Uh, our power play, I thought our power play... Got some pucks to the net, and I like the way he roots around down there and finds stuff, you know. So, good game by him, and, you uh, know, it's too bad he couldn't get that third one, but it's, uh, like I say, take the win, but Nealer was good. Dave, how different was game two for Connor McDavid than game one in your mind? A lot different. I had, you had that hunch with him. You know, you kind of get a feel for him when, so we play, what was it? Wednesday and then uh, we have an optional skate on Thursday and you know when he goes out for an op- optional skate he's got a purpose, he's going to work on some things he had a hard practice yesterday and jumped in, I had a feeling it was going to be, he was wanted to come out and and have a game in his first shift you could just see it, it was just like okay he wants to be better tonight and he was better tonight
6: um, through two games, you're piling some pretty heavy minutes onto Dryside and McDavid yeah. tonight in particular. What's the pathway to, to winning games and maybe getting away from
5: that? Uh... Uh, one pathway is getting Sheehan back. He'll give us some... He's, he's uh, Dry got almost three minutes in penalty kill tonight. That, that number will come down once Sheehan comes back. Not that he does a bad job with it, but that's just a place to get. I thought he did a heck of a job on the five-on-three out there. Like, he's just a big horse. You, you run into situations where you just look down the bench and you say, "Okay, who's the best guy to get the job done?" And he's he gets the call a lot of times. So he's, uh, but he's a he. He's he wants to play minutes. He's anxious all the time. You can tell, but. Uh, but that's you got you know, you get an extra three minutes on that power on the penalty kill, adds to it. And you gotta look at those guys. They I, it, very rare do you get to see a power play where they have so much control. So there's not even uh it's not even a point where you like they don't get a chance to change on the power play. They're in the zone just about the whole time. So they get he gets a lot of minutes in there that are they're uh I wouldn't say standing minutes, but they're they're not back and forth minutes. Was this more like Hawes you expected? last coming? He yeah, he's coming. He skated better. He was on the puck more. Yeah, he's uh, he wants the puck a little more. I think he's. You know what it is? The big thing for him, I think, is adjusting to the speed. The speed of the game. Everything happens so much quicker. And at at first, it was a shock to him. Like he just like he's. Like in a traffic zone, he's wondering where the heck he is, you know. But uh, now he's getting to the pace of the game, the flow of the game. His face-offs have been pretty good. So uh, I I like this game tonight. I went with the purpose. I'm going to play him more minutes tonight and stay with it. And I thought that line was pretty good for us tonight.
1: All right, that is Oilers head coach Dave Tippett as they pull out a 6-5 win over the Los Angeles Kings on the Edmonton Trailer scoreboard. If you want part service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to Edmontontrailer.com. The Flames knock off the Canucks 3-0. Anaheim over San Jose 3-1. The Sharks are already 0-3. Avalanche beat the Wild 4-2. Boston shuts out Arizona one 0 Red Wings down the Predators 5-3. The Blues step by the Stars 3-2. Hurricanes in overtime. Over the Capitals 3 2. Penguins storm past the Blue Jackets 7 2. Panthers win at home 4 3 over Tampa. Rangers 4, Senators 1, Canadians 6, Maple Leafs 5 in a shootout. And the Sabres take it to the Devils 7 2. WHL tonight, Oil Kings beat Brandon 2 1. Triple header in the CFL. BC beats Toronto 55 8. <laughs> Saskatchewan over Winnipeg 21 6. Montreal over Calgary twenty one seventeen. You can get us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You can text six thirty-six thirty. We have Robert standing by. Robert, thank you very much for calling.
2: Uh hey guys, how's it going? Pretty good. Uh well uh tonight I thought uh I thought Smith was a bit shaky back there, but I mean I thought he uh I thought he uh he bounced back well after those two giveaways and uh he really, uh, he really battled, and uh, that, uh, that Nygaard and Haas, I thought, I thought were were much better. I think they're 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 slowly starting to uh, adjust. But now, but as uh, I have a, a question regarding the uh, the first game of the road trip, uh, who goes in net? You think Koskinen starts, or or do you, you go back? to Smith?
3: I'd go with Koskinen now. I think Koskinen needs a start. Um, I think if Smith would have knocked it out of the ballpark in, in tonight's game, then you possibly could think about going him three in a row, but he, it was a bit of a rough one for him. Koskinen deserves a start, and then you go from there. If Koskinen plays well, then you got a decision to make.
1: Yeah, I could see them going back and forth on the road trip. Yeah. Just a matter of... Who you uh, start with? I, 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 honestly,
3: Kostkin. yeah, I would go with Koskinen. Honestly, I think it's going to go with based on game to game. If Koskinen goes in and plays great, he plays the next game. If he goes in and he's okay, then you got a decision to make. But I, I don't think either of them stole the number one spot in the preseason, and I, I, I don't think the first two games have cemented Smith yet as the number one guy either.
1: Six goals for the Oilers tonight. That's a $150 donation to 630 Chet Santa's anonymous from Ascendant Financial. When the name of the game is Life, there's Ascendant Financial. Visit coveredalberta.ca. They're given $25 bucks for every goal throughout the season, already up to 225. That is pretty cool. All right, so 6-5 Edmonton wins. This marked the return to Rogers place of former Oilers coach Todd McClellan. Here he is.
2: Coach, from all the work that you've put in with this team leading up to your first regular season game behind the bench with the Kings of all places here in Edmonton as well, uh, what would you say about evaluating how they implemented the skills that you've been teaching them and the systems you've put in place?
4: Well, there was some really good stuff, and then there was some stuff we obviously need to work on. Um, you know, the five goals for our team is something that we're happy with. Um, this team struggled to score in the past, but the six isn't going to cut it. Um, you know, you look at some of the, the miscues we had, whether it was off a faceoff or shooting it into our own net, that has to get cleaned up. But, um, you know, so we'll look at the good and we'll uh, try and enhance that and uh, obviously work on the uh, the defensive side of it.
6: You've been the coach
4: that rode Corner McDavid in the recent past, uh, tonight. You were on the other side of that. What was it like? Uh, it was the same as when you're riding him. I mean, you're just, you're kind of in awe. His, uh, his ability to create using his speed, he doesn't always have to score, but he creates opportunities for his teammates. And uh, he creates uh, penalty situations. I think we were short six times, and I'm sure he drew two or three of them. So, um, you know, he's one of the top, if not the best player in the league for a reason. Michael Mavio's
1: line seemed to have some good juice tonight. Uh, you know, the importance of seeing him carry uh, his play from the preseason into what you saw tonight?
4: Uh, real important. I thought their line did a, a tremendous job. Uh, they did a lot of good things uh, to keep plays alive. They checked. I don't believe they were scored on at all. They, uh, When they were called upon to penalty kill, uh, they did a real good job. So uh, that was the one real good solid line we had that didn't give up much and uh, got us on the board.
6: You've done this before. I know that you're not distracted by coming back to but- Edmonton. And was there any moments out there or any any interaction with players anything that was special tonight from an, any other night
4: well it's, it's always special to come back to an arena where you spent years Um, you know this was a special place for me but it's uh, I have a new home now I'm really happy with that group in there I'm happy to be part of the the Kings family now and uh, you know coming back was was nice Um, see a lot of familiar faces but um, you know I felt that this turned into more about me coming back than the Kings playing their first game and uh, that's not what I wanted Uh, but that's something uh, that was completely out of my control.
1: That is Todd McClellan starts his coaching career with the Kings with a 6-5 loss to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, The Kings will be, I mean, look, most of the the, the preseason predictions and those already start to get thrown out the window four days into the year. But, but, But a lot of the pundits had Anaheim and L.A. as the bottom two teams in the Pacific Division. Now, Anaheim has got a couple wins already.
3: Well, the, the difference between Anaheim and L.A. is Anaheim has a goalie that will win games by himself. Gibson is, uh, he started out incredible last year, kept, he hid a lot of the faults in Anaheim's game, and again, he started out well again this year. Uh, Jonathan Quick has did not have a good season last year, and I know all the goals weren't on him tonight, but he did not have a strong game again, again tonight. The problem for the Kings is they've got some high-priced talent that they cannot move that are absolutely invisible out there Carter who has been a very good player for a number of years for the LA Kings is not the same player, not even close he was minus 3 tonight and could have been way worse than that, Kovalchuk who they signed uh, I mean there was a play in the in the third period where he's on the power play they have a 5 on 3 they have a chance to, to win a hockey game and he makes like a Uh, just this lazy pass on a 5-on-3 that gets tipped and knocked out of the zone. There's no way a puck should get deflected in a 5-on-3. they got Toffoli who doesn't look like the same player anymore. Uh, So they got these overpriced guys that they can't move and you've got all these young guys who are still inexperienced and aren't at the the point yet where they can win them hockey games. So this is a, a bad team. And when you have poor goaltending and and you're hoping that it's not the case with Jonathan Quick but he's going in that direction and you don't have much up front, you're in trouble and I think the LA Kings are in trouble and it's too bad because I thought Anze Kopitar tonight was excellent and it could be a very, very long season for one of the best two-way centermen in the National Hockey League over the last 10 years.
1: A couple people asking on the text line, uh, no Chase on, no Archibald, both ill today, so unable to play. That's why they didn't to get in the lineup. Dan says, I uh, have to say, Cassian fits like a glove on that line with McDavid and Drysidal. Speed, skill, and an edge, almost a perfect compliment for those guys. That's Dan texting it.
3: Yeah, a- again, he, he's getting an opportunity, and you've got to give credit where credit is due. And Cassian has certainly taken full advantage of the opportunity he had last year. The, at the last half of the season and he's continued that this year he knows what his role is he's always had a, a, a good skill set but it wasn't consistent we're seeing it now much more on a consistent basis so he's got the skill set that can play with him. but you can't just play skilled if you're playing with Connor and Leon you've got to play with some edge you got to play physical you got to go in straight lines and he does that he creates space for Leon and, and for Connor. And if they have space, if they have an extra split second to make a play, you're in trouble. And we've seen that thus far in the first couple of games.
1: Oilers win 6 5. We have William on the line at 7804960063. Hey, William, go ahead.
6: Hey, guys. Hope all is well. Uh, I wanted to bring up Tomas uh he, flopped, he flashed some individual skill so far, and uh, like I noticed him with the puck on his stick to be pretty smooth and talented, so I just wanted to ask, do you guys think he could be a legitimate top-nine forward this year and get maybe 15
1: goals or in that range?
3: Well, I think that they hope he can be a top-nine forward. I think that they liked his skill set that they saw in the preseason. He's not what you would think as a a bottom six guy where he's going to be a penalty killer and a guy that's going to be put out there against the other team's top line, be able to shut guys down. He's he's been a skilled player his whole career. He was a skilled player last year in the minors. Uh, And what we saw tonight, that when he's given the opportunity, he can make plays. Uh, Normal third and fourth line guys don't turn a guy inside out, a defenseman in the National Hockey League inside out and then make the perfect pass. Yurcho did that. Now he's doesn't have a really long leash yet with the coaching staff but little plays like that will continue to get him keep him in the lineup and keep giving him opportunities He just got to continue to take advantage of him.
1: Only played eight and a half minutes tonight but you show a little flair like yep. that you might get two or three extra shifts next game. All right William we want to finish the play with you just for taking part you get eight days parking at Jetset Parking, the best price on Edmonton Airport Parking. Book online, JetsetParking.com. Self-park as low as $5.98 per day with the promo code JED. Let's see what we have for a clue tonight. Clef Baum over to Leon Dry subtle top of the right circle. He'll give it up. McDavid. And now bomb will walk the line. Oilers on the power play, trailing 2-1. Shot McDavid. Rebound score. James Steal. His first is an Oiler. And the real deal ties the game at two. All right, and of course, Neal would score again. It would be the game-winner. Now, William, we want to put your name in the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting. That's valued at 1000 bucks. safe, adrenaline-pumping, fun, Fast Track FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. All you have to do, besides the, besides the Edmonton Oilers, name an NHL team that James Neal has played for in his career. Any, any oh. one of them.
6: Okay, that's pretty easy. Let's go with Pittsburgh Penguins, where he scored 40.
1: That is absolutely correct. Stay on the line, okay, buddy? That was good. He could have just gone with the team he was with last year.
3: Uh, Let's go where he was good. I like that. Let's go where he is a a very effective player because that's hopefully the player we're getting again this year.
1: Adam says, uh, hey, guys, Nurse looked better with beer tonight by my eye than with Larson, even though it was a scrambly game. Going to help the bottom six big time having Shea in back as I believe Cave is having a hard time so far. Kara uh, has been disappointing so far this season. That is Adam texting in. Well, I, I I would think if Shane comes back and he looks to be close, does he bump Cave or does he bump Haas? Based on usage tonight, he would bump Cave. It,
3: it would be Cave that would come out and Haas would move down and Shane would move into the, the spot that he was supposed to play as a third line center. Uh, Nurse looked stronger tonight than he did last game. I don't know if it's Bear over Larson or the fact that the Vancouver Canucks are a much better team than the LA Kings were. I mean, outside of the Kopitar line, there was nothing that pushed forward for the LA Kings tonight. So I think that was part of the reason as well. And what was his third? He had three things. He had Sheehan, He had Nurse. Can't
1: remember what was the third one was.
3: Oh, Kara. Oh, Kara.
1: Yeah, and you. Uh,
3: yeah, I agree. Well, this is
1: three years in a row. Kara has been quiet off the start, start of the year. season,
3: and the, the the problem that any player in the bottom six has right now, if they have a, a slow start, there's guys pushing for spots. When Shane and Archibald come in, that's two guys that have to come and out Jason of the line. Jason's going to come back. And Jason, there's I mean, three guys. You basically had
1: a line, they're not necessarily together, but three but guys. There was a line that would be in the top twelve not playing tonight. Yeah,
3: three bottom th- bottom six guys are out, and Hawes had a good game. He's staying in. Nygaard had a good game. He's staying in. And Urchel made a, a wonderful play. So, yeah, you, you've got to be very careful if you're in that bottom six that you do not put together uh, a game or two where you're not playing up to your potential because guys will take your spot.
1: So, so but, I mean, we're t- speculating here still three days till the next game. But we could see Cave, Kara, and Patrick Russell potentially I thought, all come out. Uh, Though I, Patrick Russell, Russell- he quietly does his thing. But with the three guys who didn't play tonight. Yes.
3: And all three of the guys that didn't play tonight are going... Is if they're healthy and feeling better, they will all be in. So three guys will have to come out of the lineup. Uh, Russell is a, a, and Cave are easy because of, you know, where they probably are in the depth chart. So then there's one other guy. And, yeah, uh, Kara is not as noticeable as he should be because there's things he can bring to the, to the table each and every night that other guys in this team aren't capable of doing simply because of his size.
1: Oilers win tonight, 6-5 over the Los Angeles Kings. First career goal for Joachim Nygaard. Here he is, courtesy GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. I want to help
7: the team and score some goals and uh, do everything I,
6: I do best. Will that make you less nervous, take some pressure off you, you think?
7: Yeah, of course, you get confidence and uh, and uh, stuff like that when you score a goal. So uh, uh, it takes some, some pressure on me.
2: Of course, you came a bit late, but just take us through your first NHL goal and the feeling you have right
7: now. Really fun, of course. Uh, Hauser did a did a good face up there. He didn't tell me what to do, so he just. Uh, went forward and uh, put the puck to the net and uh, I got the rebound, rebound there, so uh, it was, it was uh, huge.
2: Is it uh, even better to share that moment with a, a guy who's also getting his first NHL point than...
7: Yeah, uh, of course. He said to me before the face of, uh, it's have some European showtime here, so <laughs> uh, it was pretty good. Uh, was well, that pass to find the laws
1: of physics, it, it kind of bounced you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Good moment there for Joachim Nygaard. He scores tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. Played 14-39, three shots on goal, three hits. You know, it, it's tough. And I said up before the season with Nygaard and Haas. My concern for them, and Tippett said they've got to learn on the fly. The NHL is a tough, a tough league to learn on the fly. I, you know, I do see little sparks there from Nygaard. I mean, he tries to compete. He, he gets in the right spot. He doesn't seem to be shying away from contact. I mean, I thought a couple puck battles. He was he lost pretty quickly, and, and you kind of need, at least to tie it up and delay it if you're not going to win it. But you know, you hope, you hope, and, the, and if they have the the brains that that can match their ability, then then maybe he, he has speed, and, and the Oilers are
3: desperate for speed, so that's why he's getting an, a, a longer look. I mean, we're two games into his career; he's still learning how to do it. Yet he's got a goal. I mean, that's a a 41 goal pace right <laughs> there, so. Uh, he, he, he's still got things to learn, but they they know that he's got, on off, got offensive upside. And with that kind of speed that he has, you can play good defense because you can make up for mistakes because you're able to get back quicker than other guys. Uh, he, what we've noticed with both Nygaard and Haas is they have gotten better each time we've seen them. Uh, both started slow in, in preseason, got better by the end of it. Uh, They've gotten better in both of their games here in the regular season. And they just got to continue. When they get their opportunities, they got to continue doing positive things. And tonight, I think they both took steps forward. Big goals in important situations, important times of game, go a long way in in getting you another opportunity. And tonight, I don't know if you could have found a bigger goal than they got tonight for those two. So, uh, yeah, I I, I like Nygaard's game. And uh, I... I still think we need more out of the second line five on five, and I think that's just hopefully Rnh, Neal, and Nygaard still learning to find themselves together and find some cohesiveness cohesiveness in the five on five play.
1: The Oilers win it six five over the Los Angeles Kings seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Tony is standing by. Tony, nice to hear from you.
8: How's it going, boys? Pretty good um really impressed with how we came back after how many goal deficits we were going against you know last year we would have just gave up but it was nice to see that we were coming back Uh, the two things that really impressed me is the fact that we've given up one power play goal into one one penalty kill goal in two games and another one because of the fact that I, was, I watched him a little bit last year in his 18 games, Bears de, bears making some really smart passes that, like last year, he would have been turning the puck over like crazy. But this year, he has improved. And I honestly hope that he does stay on the team because he keeps us up. I could see him being like a top, a top pair defenseman.
3: Well, I, I'm not going to give him that after two games, but I think that he has shown improvement, he, he looks confident out there. Uh, he, the, the big mistakes are the glaring mistakes that we've seen thus far in the first couple of games. He has not been a part of those. So uh, he's, he's taking steps forward and he's continuing to gain the confidence of the coaching staff. Tonight plays 19 minutes, almost 20 minutes. So that's a good thing. He, I mean, he's moved ahead of other players on the depth chart uh, on the back end. and. Uh, He just has to continue to improve, continue to stay confident, continue to make plays. With the puck, he he looks good. He still has to learn away from the puck, but all young defensemen do. And uh, the work ethic he showed in the summer coming into training camp tells me that he's willing to put the work in to become a better defenseman and, and show that he's capable of doing it on a consistent basis.
1: Bear with Nurse tonight. Pearson healthy, plays with Clefbaum, and of course, Larson's going to be out six to eight weeks. That's our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. So the Oilers keep coming back and eventually go ahead and get the win, 6-5 over the Los Angeles Kings. More post-game reaction coming up. We are live in Studio 99. Oilers hockey presented by World of Spas. This is Heartland Ford, overtime open line.
0: Live, Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 630- channel. As
1: that puck just wouldn't sit level for McDavid. And now streaking down the right wing, Kopitar inside beats his man. Backhanded denied by Smith. Rebound cleared. Back to center. Fire wagon hockey. That is Mike Smith's save of the game for Jiffy Lube. Keeping you Moving. Mike Smith battling tonight, 27 saves, gave a couple goals away, but is 2-0, 2-0 as an Oilers goaltender, 6-5 the Oilers minute. They're just playing the Oilers highlights on the big screens here at Studio 99. They showed the penalty Walker took interfering with McDavid that led to Neal's game-winning goal. And Leon just put a high lob out to center, and that reminded me, Walker reminded me of a defensive back, <laughs> knowing that he's, he's going to give up a touchdown unless he just tries to tackle the guy before he can get to the ball. That's he's, what that play looked he's like. He's
3: taking the pass interference yeah. penalty. Yeah, I said, you know what, we'll worry about it later. Uh, it's smart play by Leon, too. Just putting the puck in an area where he's got the, the fastest skater in the world going against a, a young defenseman, and you're going to win it more than not and if you don't, it's probably because they took a penalty. So uh, Connor was flying, and we saw that right from the very first shift tonight. Uh, there are nights that you know are going to be a little more special than others. Connor's great every night, but some nights there's that extra jump in his step, and we saw that uh, he had four points, easily could have had seven or eight. Uh, they, they honestly had no answer. And even when they had one of the best in the world, Drew Doughty, out there, I mean, it was Connor one on one against Doughty that. Set up and created the Cassian goal because Doughty couldn't handle uh, Connor on that one. So I know that Doughty loves the opportunity he talks about. He loves when he goes head to head against some of the great ones. Tonight he went against probably the greatest, well, the greatest offensive player in the league today, and Connor came out on top.
1: Let's go down to the Kings' dressing room. Here's Doughty.
6: Like I took that penalty, he was gliding by me, like literally, and I'm like begging myself to get it, you know. So it's so hard to play against him. And I thought my buddy here, Bjorn's, played great against him. Uh, he had some good battles with him too. And yeah, I love playing against Connor, but uh, I realized a lot of the times so he's just gonna make me look foolish, and that's just the bottom line. You got some physical play in, though. And you got a couple licks on him. You hit oh, yeah. that one. I got Drysital too. <laughs> um, good. I, 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 yeah, so I got all three of the big boys. But uh, now I obviously enjoy playing physical but you know the thing i'm most looking forward to doing is uh, not being on for any goals against and unfortunately i got pickpocketed by mcdavid and he made two nice plays they made two nice plays after that and you know there's another time where he kind of got me i thought i had him and he he let me win the body position then just lifted my stick so i should have won that battle
8: you mentioned Toby, he's really jumping into the deep end against
6: those guys, you yeah, know, like for moments where he, he was... Yeah, for sure. Um, I thought he played very well. Um, I thought we worked well together. Um, you know, early on, I thought he was better than me. I, I thought I wasn't great uh, right in the first period, and uh, I love playing with him, like I've said so many times, and uh, he showed tonight that he can handle playing against the big boys, so... Was it encouraging the way you guys bounced back from the early goal and, and throughout the game, or is it disheartening the way it ends or somewhere in the middle? Or, uh, I mean, I thought we played hard, so I'm happy about that, and I thought that we tried to do the systems to the best of our ability. and uh, Yeah, I thought we, we gave it our all, but in the end we lost the game and we should never lose the game when we're up 5-4 with however many minutes left. And literally they scored like a minute later, so it can't happen
0: About the systems and what Todd is looking to instill structurally. uh, What did you like tonight, and what didn't you like? I didn't
6: like that we gave up five or six goals. Um, I really didn't like that. Uh, But I think that's one of the best neutral zone teams in the league. Like they get their feet moving, and it's really hard to play against them. And I really don't know what to say. Uh, They they played well. I thought we played well, but I would have liked obviously to get the win.
1: All right, Kings defenseman Drew Doughty disappointed after his team loses six five to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I mean, second game in a row the Oilers have trailed by a goal about halfway through the third period. They're able to win both Doughty tonight 23 49 had a goal minus 1 took a penalty a uh, total of seven shot attempts, two of them on net, six hits tonight for Drew Doughty. 7804960063. We have Will standing by. Will, thank you for calling. Good evening, R&R. Hello. Hello. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, good evening, gentlemen. Uh,
0: it's a good sign that uh, we got the bottom six producing tonight.
5: Uh, it's, it's a hopeful sign, I guess, for the team. Uh, I think that will make or break our season. But uh, the other comment I had was uh, Smith. He's his own worst enemy. He, I think he needs to um, be more selective in his, his activity, always going behind the net, eh? and i think if he can handle that and, and get the communication to the to the forwards i think it'd be much better performance from him
1: well i'll say my this opinion. will i will say this will i think in in mike smith's mind though he was he was being selective i think that uh, you might i don't know will i understand what you're saying you might just have to live with that this year though what do you think
3: always gone i i i understand uh what what he was saying there but i mean this what makes mike smith uh, special as a goaltender is his ability to move the puck again i the the first one i don't blame him as much on that so when you're coming out and it's a race for a puck you're just trying to get it away from the first guy and you did he kept it away from first guy put it against the boards And then he kept himself in a way. Kopitar gets the puck off the boards just inside the blue. And he's not going to score from there. The mistake that happened on that one is Darnell Nurse cheated up offensively. And that meant his player, Dustin Brown, was wide open behind him. If Darnell Nurse stays in this passing lane or stays with his man, Dustin Brown, all it is is Anze Kopitar with the puck just inside the blue line with back checkers. And it's not a problem. The second one is the one that was the problem where uh, Mike Smith just took too long, didn't realize where the players were and that's where he created that one. The first one I don't put on Smith, the second one I do.
1: James Neal, two goals, both on the power play. He gets the game winner. Here he is. That's right. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Uh, But at the end of the
7: day, um, you know, I think for us it builds that belief in winning, and we can win games, uh, you know, in different ways. So I think, uh, you know, obviously it wasn't the prettiest. We made um, more than a few mistakes out there, but we found a way to get big goals at big times in the game and found a way to win uh, win at home. So... um, I like that end result.
6: Every time you're able to pull yourself back from a deficit, I think you did it four times yeah. tonight, that that means something, I guess. Well, yeah, I
7: think, like I said, it just uh, shows uh, – you know, shows that we're uh, willing to do anything to win. I think, like I said, we we made mistakes, kind of shot ourselves in the foot a few times, but we did uh, the right things to get ourselves back in the game and gives ourselves a chance to win. And uh, like I said, at the end of the day, we we got two points and we're gonna move on here with two wins. You need to get a couple. That's kind of the start you were looking for. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I felt like I had a great summer. I felt. Uh, Fresh start, felt I was in a great position, and, um, you know, I felt good coming into camp. I was confident in my game, and um, knew that I'd get a chance to play some great players, and, um, you know, that's all you can ask for. So, um, Tip and Kenny gave me a great chance to uh, to be the player that I know I can be, and um, feels good to get, uh, you know, two wins, and have a good night tonight.
1: All right, that's James Neal, tonight's first star as the Oilers... Beat the Los Angeles Kings 6 5. Uh, McDavid, four points, as we mentioned. Oscar Clefbaum, three assists tonight, 26 and a half minutes.
3: Yeah, he was very good again, and he's going to have to be. With, with Larson out of the lineup, you're going to need players to step up and, and eat up big minutes. Larson's a guy who's a 22, 23 minute a night guy, and you're not going to expect a Pearson or a Bear to come in and be Larson. So Clefbaum's going to probably have to play a couple more minutes here and there and he was good. Uh, you look back at the game and think about what you saw on the, the wrong side for Clefbaum for and I, I really don't remember a play that stands out yet he, he was making the good outlet passes. He's good on the power play. He was part of the, the power play that was moving the puck around as effectively as it was. So Clefbaum uh, was very good in this hockey game tonight and one of the big reasons that the, the Oilers were able to get two points.
1: All right, we will call a quick timeout. You'll still hear from Leon Dreisaitl who chipped in with two assists tonight. Oilers take it 6-5, overtime open line, presented by Heartland Ford.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chair.
1: One of those aforementioned veterans coming off a tough year. Centering pass off the mark. McDavid breaks the other way, draws the hooky penalty. Centered and off the skate of Matt Roy.
0: Job off of
1: Matt Roy. Well, that got the party started tonight, 53 seconds into the first period. McDavid with a delayed penalty coming to the Kings, centers the puck. Matt Roy has it off his skate going wide and then tries to handle it and puts it into his own net. I guess the downer there for Dreisaitl and Klefbaum is they lost assists because they don't give assists on own goals. Uh, no, they did, they add, uh, they oh, they added, did add them they later. Add them. Oh, they did add them later. And they didn't announce they, To
3: me, that wasn't as much an own goal as it bouncing in. He didn't shoot it in goal. his own net. So
1: they do get the assist. Uh,
3: but again, that was just the speed that we saw early in the game from McDavid. He's creating things out of nothing. He already got, there was a delayed penalty coming up on the play. Then he just puts the puck in front of the net, puts it in an area where something good can happen. And unfortunately, the good was not for Matt Roy and the LA Kings as he had a tough night puts one in his own net, and then gets turned inside out again by Yercho. So a tough night for Matt Roy and the LA Kings, a good night for Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers.
1: We've had Scott Johnson working in the Kings room, Brendan Escott in the Oilers room, and he brings us Leon Dreisidel. Not uh, not
6: picture perfect,
8: but a win is kind of a win, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Especially early, you know. Um, There's going to be mistakes. There's going to be... you know, times where where we mess up, but um, you know, the, I think this is more about getting the two points and, and finding a way. Uh, it wasn't perfect, but um, again, two points is two points, and um, you know, we got got four points after two games, so it's a good start. The, the
7: top line had a strong game, but you got like a made
8: a nice play, Nygaard scored, Nurse scored. You're kind of getting that support. That you didn't yeah, need. yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, those guys stepped up at the right moments when we needed them. Same with Nealer. Um, you know, two two big goals, so. Um, yeah uh, that's that's what you need to win uh, you need yeah. guys stepping up at different times and um, you know uh, good job good job by those guys when you handle the puck as much as Smith does it's going to happen when you give it away two in one game is kind of rare but overall you, you get oh, win, it, you it you happens but, but like does he say anything in the end no mean I mean oh, okay. it's not the first time and it won't be the last time but I think if you take the the percentage of how many good plays he makes and, and how, many, how many times he messes up, I think I'll, I'll take that all day. So uh, we have no problem with that.
6: Like, I mean, you don't want to be down, but I think four different times you guys battled back you know, for being
8: down. Yeah, for sure. It uh, shows a character in here. Um, you know, we said um, before the season, we're going to be relentless. Uh, we won't stop, and um, we showed that tonight. So uh, good job by everyone.
3: And I think, Reed Leon made a point that you and I were just talking about when it comes to Mike Smith so many good things come out of what he does with the puck on his stick that you're not going to take that ability away from him. You're not going to take that part of his game away from him and, and settle him down. There, mistakes will be made just like when Connor McDavid has the puck on his stick. Usually he makes a good play but occasionally he'll turn the puck over because he has the puck so often. So Mike Smith you allow him to do what he does best and if a mistake happens or if uh, an errant pass comes his way and it turns out to be a a goal in your net you say alright we'll just we'll, we'll, we'll go get that back for him because he saves our defenseman a lot of wear and tear by the fact of he gets the puck quickly out of the zone and takes the four check away from the opposition
1: Oilers beat the Kings 6-5 it's 11.53pm in Edmonton it's 1.53 in the morning for Scott in Boston Scott go ahead
2: what's up guys here we go again uh, how was your summer?
3: It's very, very good. Pretty
2: good. Alright, what's up? Now, Reed, this is your your uh, show, brother. I'm, uh, if I could cut through a few points and then always leave space for trivia with Rob. Alright? Cut me off when you feel free. I'm going to burn through some key points. Are you ready? Here we go. First of all, I want to see Edmonton-Boston Stanley Cup Finals. Secondly, just a few comments on Edmonton and a new rule change in the NHL. And by the way, I'll walk to Edmonton if McDavid doesn't win the Art Ross by 20 points. Um, quick sidebar on that. Him drawing that penalty in the third period was huge. Huge. And that should be a stat that the NHL doesn't keep. Penalties drawn. They, they do don't keep that. Keep, you can't they do? Find that. You they can't do? Find okay. Alright. Forgive me there. Because that's huge. That shows you hustle and who's out there playing. Moving on. We're cutting right through. Mike Smith is an awesome goalie. He's got to stay a little closer to the net. He's fundamentally, fundamentally great. I lived in Phoenix for two years, about four years ago. He's so sound, and he played with some bad teams. let Mike Smith, if you're listening, let the D handle the puck unless you're 100% risk-free, because you can play goalie. Don't You don't need to get out there and pretend you're a, a third D man, please. But you, I like what it looks like right now. Here's the new rule I, I hate, the new helmet rule. Stupid. If you lose your helmet, you must either go straight to the bench or pick it up and put it on your head. And then the gray area, which this will cost Edmonton a goal sooner or later, if you can finish the play naturally, so subjective, so gray, then you can finish your play without a helmet. Why is it dumb? They didn't play hockey with helmets since 1919 to, what, 1980? Then they and had you, the grandfather. But, but, it's, it's
3: but if you talk if you talk to a hockey player that played in those areas, most of them can't talk. Trivia
2: okay? time, Sk- Scott. Go ahead. Trigger now. Do it. <laughs> Rob, I caught that. That's funny. All right, so <laughs> tighten your chin straps out there, guys. All right. I had to come in with an Edmonton question, Rob. Last year, I believe we were pretty even. Here's a new one. You ready? Uh-huh. And I had to start with Gretzky. I had to start. Okay. Gretzky, Gretzky owns the record. I'm a huge Gretzky fan. Oh, by the way, anyone listening, I'll be quick. I promise. Eight seconds in and out. Anyone listening, I'm the biggest Edmonton fan outside of Alberta. Go trivia now. <laughs> Gretzky holds the record for the most consecutive games with at least one point. Yeah. The most consecutive games yeah. with at least one 51. point. 51. Oh my God. You're up on me one nothing. I'll talk to you guys in about 10 yeah. days.
1: Go. See you, Scott. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Get more on the Oilers and this victory on 630 chat.com their next game, and we'll have it for you against the New York Islanders on Tuesday. Faceoff show at 3.30 in the afternoon. The puck will drop at 5. Thanks to Troy Bowler. Our engineer here at Rogers Place, Kellen Kennedy, is our studio producer back at 6.30, jet So the Oilers are 2-0 for the first time since the fall of 2016. They went on to make the playoffs in 2017. Well, oh, that's, that's a good omen. We'll see. Oilers hockey presented by World of Spas. Overtime open line presented by Heartland Ford. We've been in Studio 99. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Have a great evening.